Hi, this is James Sandbrook from the Marketing Meetup. Hope you guys are well. Um, quick introduction. We've got a lady called Jo Dana Bird. Uh, jo is a middleweight creative for Gymshark and spoke at the most recent Birmingham Marketing Meetup. Um, she's an absolutely lovely human being, um, but also an incredible creative with uh, stacks of experience working for some really interesting brands, uh, photographers, designers, uh, and working on some amazing campaigns. Um, I'm not gonna gonna sort of steal her thunder, um, but she talks about visual storytelling and the importance of it. Um, and she, she does it in a really intelligent way. So I think you're gonna love this talk. Um, also, massive thanks to Baz at bravomarketing.co.uk. Make sure you type that in and go and check out Baz. Uh, he's the guy that helps us out with our uh, podcasts, but also a creative uh, genius, some would say. Um, really lovely guy, and we really appreciate Baz for his support. So please do go and check him out. And of course, don't forget to go to themarketingmeetup.com. Um, have a look at what events we've got. We've got over 100 now. We're going to New York very soon. We're talking about Glasgow, and we're talking about Bristol, and all sorts of new locations. Um, and there is the Facebook group, the Wednesday at 2 email, which is progressively getting weirder every other Wednesday. Um, so yeah, be sure to, to check out all the things that we've got on offer. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll see you at another event soon. Thank you. Hello, this is fun. <laughs> so I'm gonna do like the warm up act, I think, because uh, mine is very fluffy, very creative. Um, it's my passion. And then I think these guys are gonna hit you with some hard stuff. So yeah, just, just warming you up a little bit. So um, I'm gonna talk to you about visual storytelling in marketing. I don't know how many people here are very creative, but I think in marketing, you kind of have to be quite creative. Um, I'm purely a creative, so probably going to come at this from like a slightly different angle but hopefully it'll be kind of useful for you and maybe a bit inspiring so yeah just gonna go for it so oh I'm pointing this way aren't I yeah it's yeah. disorientating <laughs> so just a quick um, kind of summary of everything I'm gonna cover um, what exactly is storytelling I think everyone has an opinion on what a story is um, kind of hear things all the time like it's got a beginning a middle and an end and all that kind of stuff so I'm just gonna kind of cover exactly what a story is and what visual storytelling is um, we're going to look at why all the big brands and cool brands are telling stories in their advertising. Um, double tap. And then how you can implement that into your marketing tactics. So I obviously don't know what you will do. Hopefully by the end of the night I'll have a better idea. But um, how you can take some of these things and implement them in your own strategies. And then I'm going to put some lovely fluffy examples all the way through the presentation just to kind of get you inspired. So when you leave today you're going to be buzzing hopefully ready for Friday. So just a bit about me, um, I know that James touched on it already. Um, but I studied photography at university, so um, I left the University of Gloucestershire, if there's anybody from here that went there. Woo! <laughs> um, so from there I went straight to London and worked for a photographer called Rankin, um, who is awesome. Um, hard place to work, I'm not going to lie, but start from the bottom and all that. Um, so yeah, that was really, really great, um, really great experience. I then went and assisted Daniel Kennedy, who is about to pop up. There he goes. Um, so he's a celebrity and portrait photographer. Again, super awesome experience. Um, Jonathan Knowles, I worked with for two years. He's responsible for the O2 bubble and obviously one of the biggest brands in the UK, still running now. Funny story about that image though. He's not a millionaire off of it. Actually, he'd probably hate me for telling you this, but he messed up the contract. So <laughs> he doesn't still make money from this image, which is like, 
getting a lottery ticket and losing it. Um, I'm sorry, Jonathan, for sharing that knowledge. But yeah, they still use that image. So from a creative perspective, that image is incredible. Um, and then finally, I moved on to Gymshark this year, oh, backwards. No, sorry, that's Jack Eames at the end. So he's a hair and beauty photographer um, also. So that's all my assistant work. And then brands I've worked creatively with um, over the past few years, uh, Jack Daniels. Uh, Twinings, which is a recent campaign, which has a creative on. Uh, Dior, which was uh, art direction from me. And then finally, Gymshark, which um, I'm doing a lot of work on in building authenticity into brands, which is interesting, what, obviously, what you do, James. Um, I think just because Gymshark, if anybody knows much about the brand itself, um, it's very, very big on user-generated content and, um, and obviously the community. And I think from anyone from the outside looking in that doesn't know much about the brand, um, they kind of look like they're a bit of an Instagram brand when actually they're very far from it. It's just that they know their audience and they know exactly what to hit them with. Um, so what I've kind of started doing since I've been there is just kind of working with them to make the imagery they put out seem much more authentic and relatable. Um, this includes kind of like diversity projects and things like that. So really excited to be on board with them and doing some really cool stuff. Um, so that's enough about me. Talked a lot. I wanted to play a little game with you. Does anybody know, according to the Financial Times, what the number one most valuable brand of 2019 is so far this year? Does anybody have any idea? Just shout some brands out because you probably will get it. Amazon. What was the first one? NHS. Keep going. Any others? No. I've seen your slides. I you can't, can't shout it out. <laughs> you can't remember. So this, um, this is a survey that's done by a company called Brunzi. It's 4 million consumers that are asked across 51 countries. So it's pretty big in terms of like accuracy on the most valuable brand, which is financial and market data. Um, the answer is... Amazon, well done. <laughs> um, I think in terms of what you guys know about branding um, and marketing, obviously, they kind of have really upped their game in terms of like products that have, they've been putting out. So obviously they've got like Alexa, they're kind of, I think in America, they trialed kind of like actual physical stores where you could go and get stuff. So in terms of like their product reach, they've absolutely kind of like boosted their game over the past 12 months, even then. Um, but from my point of view, creatively, Amazon have killed it over the past 12 months. You may not have noticed, but... This ad that I'm about to play you, and I will play it because it's awesome. Um, this got 50 million views on YouTube last year, which is almost double what Nike got on Dream Crazy, which was one of the biggest ads going. It was put on in term, um, at the time of the Super Bowl, which is obviously like a great time to put ads in. But this is just mind blowing for views. So I'm gonna play it, it's kind of cool. And then I'll explain why I've kind of featured this in the presentation. Can you hear it? Yeah. Amazon's Alexa lost her voice this morning. Alexa lost her voice. How is that even possible? We have the replacements ready. Just say the word. Are you sure this is going to work? Yeah. Alexa, show me a recipe for a grilled cheese sandwich. Pathetic. You're 32 years of age. I don't know how to make a grilled cheese sandwich. Its name is the recipe, you... Yeah. How far is Mars? How far is Mars? But well, how am I supposed to know? I've never been there. This guy wants to go to Mars. What? There's not even oxygen there. Lexus, set the mood. Now setting the mood. You're in the bush. And you're just so dirty. And you're so sweaty. Because it's hot in that bush. Lexus, rebush. Re reboot. Winter, winter, winter. 
music. No, no, like a country music. Okay, so the reason I've planted that in here is because from a storytelling point of view, this is a really relevant and cool example of storytelling in an ad and why it's worked so well. Um, the core message of Alexa is nobody does it better. That's, that's, their, that's where they've started. That's their core message. So in terms of you guys, if you want to do storytelling in your branding, you need to understand what your core message is of whatever product or service you are trying to shift. So the core message is nobody does it better than Alexa. So how do they tell a story? They don't just go, oh, we've got a beginning, middle and an end of this story. They create a problem around what the core message is. And the problem of this story is Alexa's lost her voice. But the funny thing is obviously big production value is you've got all these high hitting celebrities that try and step in and take over. And you'd think they'd do a better job, right? Cardi B and whoever else was in it. But the bottom line is they can't do a better job, which makes us really appreciate that Alexa is the one they need. Up. Go. So bottom line is core message, problem and solution mixed in with a bit of humor and high production value, obviously. Uh, and then you get strong, strong reaction from people online. And then as a result, you're going to get increased value of conversions. I think what people get confused about sometimes is you've got a product and you're just wanting people to buy it straight away. But I think we're kind of in an era now where you have to tell stories and you have to do it softly. You'll know all the technical kind of marketing terms more than me because I'm coming from a creative point of view. But in terms of this storytelling creatively, it's is just perfect because it's not hard hitting. It's funny, it's lighthearted. It's got a problem and a solution. And that core message is just so, so, so obvious. So that's why I really love this ad. And that's why I think it's such a good example. So just going back to what actually a story is. Storytelling is the process of using fact and narrative to communicate something to your audience. I think we all knew that. But what's most important, as I mentioned, was that core message. So without that, you're going to kind of get a bit stuck in what you're doing and you're not going to be able to tell any stories. These four images, you will know very, very clearly, I hope. John Lewis, we would probably call them the kings of storytelling. Every Christmas, we kind of get super excited to see what they're going to do next. So they became famous for storytelling at Christmas because each year they gave us a new story based on like festive treats, family, whatever else they were doing. But the point is they know their audience really, really well. So I know that these things wouldn't potentially work for you, but from a John Lewis point of view, absolutely perfect. So if you want to kind of get any inspiration, just wait for Christmas and I'm sure they'll bring something else out really super great this year. We'll see. Although the other brands have started to overtake them now, so they've got to be on their toes. So why exactly do we need storytelling? Why is it going to work so well? Everything goes back to the brain, obviously, it's about the brain. So if you kind of have your product and service and you list all the facts and why people should buy it, people are just going to kind of close off and they're not going to pay any attention. But it is a fact that storytelling lights up more parts of the brain than facts and figures do. So that's why brands are adopting the storytelling approach because they're playing on people's emotions. And that's how you get people to remember your brand and your product and your service so much better than just reading off the facts about it. So 
if you can like kind of create this really great story around what you're doing, people are going to remember you. And that's, that's kind of what we're at, right? We, we want to be remembered. There are obviously other reasons why storytelling is such a great thing to do. They universally bring people together. So I was having a conversation with someone earlier on about this. Stories that can obviously be interpreted by different people in different territories, speaking different languages. But the bottom line is we're all kind of, we all queued up by emotions. So in terms of storytelling, we're bringing people together and they're building brand trust with you. We inspire, educate and motivate, obviously, either one of those or all three. So just depending on what your story is, people will remember you based on that. We simplify complex messages. So if you work in some sort of company or organisation that's a little bit more complicated, maybe some sort of technology company or something like that, if you can define your core message and tell a story around it, you're probably going to get through to people much, much, much better than just kind of putting the standard ad out there. And then as a result of all of those things, retention, because when people remember you, they're most likely to come back to you. So even if they don't buy immediately or come to you immediately, they may back come to you in the future. So that's the why. But why visual? So why not just send a book out? Why not do like a radio ad or whatever else? Well, the average human processes images 60,000 times faster than text. And that's why I love what I do, <laughs> because visuals are just the best thing ever. There's that famous saying, isn't it? Like a story paints a thousand or oh, whatever it is, you know, <laughs> you know it better than me. The perfect example here. This is probably one of my favorite ads recently in the past few years in fact this cleaned up just about every advertising award going um last year this is by tbwa in paris it's got one word on it delivery but what i adore about this advert um and there are a series of these images with different kind of buildings in the background is what i read into this may be very very different to what each of you read into this but i guarantee that we've all got a story to put to this so for me it's like day off work, feeling really sick, got to get loads of work done still, it's raining outside, make delivery. Um, you might be a mum with three kids, it's Saturday afternoon, you're pulling your hair out, whatever else, got to feed the kids, make delivery. Like, I'm sure that you can all put a, a story to this. It's one picture and that is absolutely incredible. Um, so I think from the first example I gave with the Amazon one, you could criticise, yeah, great, but how can I do that? Because it's so expensive to create. This, I'm sure TBWA spent a lot of money on this, but let's be honest, in your brand, if you had a clever idea, you do not have to spend a lot of money to make it happen. Before you go away, though, and try and come up with the best stories ever, a few things to bear in mind, and I'm sure you're all very familiar with these things. First and foremost, this is a huge thing at Gymshark, data-driven, like, Subjectively, for me as a creative, I'm like, oh, that looks cool and that looks cool and that would be an epic story. I just want to do it selfishly for me. But there's no point in doing anything unless you know exactly who your audience are, which I'm sure you all do, and then define that core message again. So constantly pull yourself back to that. And if you come up with crazy ideas and you've got a really good story and you think, yeah, this is really going to work in my advertising, just pull yourself back and go, but who are my audience and have I got that core message? And if you're following the data, then what you do will be worth it. Emotion and relatability. So I love this stat. 92% of consumers trust their peers over ads. And that just loops back to what I said about Gymshark at the start. If you look at their brand from the outside looking in, go on their Instagram, you're going to see a load of muscle people like this, like posing with the arms and muscles out and whatever. And I definitely don't look like that kind of person. But 
it's because the kind of audience they're going after relate to that and a lot of what they put up is user-generated content so we don't even create it but it gets the hits it gets millions of hits because it's relatable it's almost like the person next to me has created it and i trust it more than like some big flashy ad campaign so you don't need to spend thousands of pounds on an ad campaign if your consumers are trusting it and thinking almost that their peers have created it they're going to engage with it much much more it's just the era that we're in mini ads so we're in an era again that is very, very fast. Most advertising and marketing is online on social media where people are tapping quickly and scrolling quickly. You've got to catch attention span very, very quickly. So one of the things we do at work at Gymshark is when we come up with an idea, we say to ourselves like, okay, so which platform is this going on firstly? Because we're a very social driven brand. And is the message right at the start? Because in an Instagram story, are we telling the story in the first few seconds? Because if not, they're going to tap past it and they're going to miss the whole thing. So how do you do that? It's kind of a challenge, but it's a fun challenge. So I think mini ads are more important than ever. You don't need to kind of do like the three to five minute like TV kind of gigantic ads that people aren't just going to watch, basically. You're just going to have to think shorter. The shorter, the better. Just catch that attention. And then finally, which you will all know, define your call to action because if you get super excited about the creative side, you may potentially forget where to direct the consumer to. So I'm not saying tell them to kind of like get in touch, phone this number to buy something, but I'm just saying, where do you want them to go next? So again, for Gymshark, we mainly direct them to our blog because it's a really cool hub and a place that isn't like a really direct, like swipe up to shop here. We kind of get them onto the blog, get them getting more of a feel for the brand. And from there, we build the brand trust and then they may come and buy from us. So it's kind of like a soft sell for most of our advertising, but it works. So then I wanted to play this, which is the ad that I said the first one had double the hits of, but this is the next best one um, of last year in terms of viewing. And this is because of the emotion in it, which is really, really, really important. If we show emotion, we're called dramatic. Uh-oh. We're <laughs> nuts. And if we dream of equal opportunity, delusional. When we stand for something, we're unhinged. When we're too good, there's something wrong with us. And if we get angry, we're hysterical, irrational, or just being crazy. But a woman running a marathon is crazy. A woman boxing was crazy. A woman dunking? Crazy. Coaching an NBA team? Crazy. A woman competing in a good job, changing her score, landing a double court 1080, or winning 23 grand slams, having a baby, and then coming back for more? Crazy, 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 and crazy. So if they want to call you crazy, fine. Show them what crazy can do. This one I love so much. Nike are just incredible anyway, and Gymshark's biggest competitors, obviously, but like absolutely incredible. Um, this goes right back to that core message, like, and Nike nailed it, just do it. And that works for 
absolutely everything they do. So like if you're kind of starting up or you're still kind of working on your brand a little bit, just have a think about what do you want your core message to be for your brand, for your advertising, for everything, because just do it just works so well across everything. Um, and obviously that is kind of a spine tingling ad that goes alongside it. And they ran these stills with that ad, um, which again, every single one, just do it, just works. It's a still image of someone doing sport, do things history could only dream of, just do it. And all the emotion is in there. So yeah, that is a super inspiring example. Um, but again, very high production value. So then I wanted to give you an example of a different think outside the box kind of storytelling. As I mentioned, Gymshark's blog, Airbnb are awesome for storytelling. Um, they have this thing on their website called Stories from the Airbnb Community. Um, their whole brand is built on the community, obviously, that's how they make their money. So they kind of define this entire web page, which is based on the stories of the people that run the Airbnbs. So you can find out all about these people. And obviously, this is not an expensive thing to do. So anybody here for their business could create a platform like this and they are rated as one of the best storytelling brands online. Trust me, I searched. <laughs> so Airbnb, really good. And you can delve deeper if you wanna see more of what they're doing. It, it's not just a static um, kind of like web page. They are doing more around this kind of concept. And it's just really nice and authentic. And then finally, I wanted to give you an example of UGC. So if you've got no budget for your product, service, whatever you're doing, but you still wanna kind of adopt some sort of storytelling approach, this company I found while doing a bit of research. It's cheesy as hell, but I love this company because it's a birthday card company. So obviously their consumers are gonna be a bit fun and kind of lighthearted. And what they've done is dedicated their entire Instagram to the stories of people that receive the birthday cards. So again, thinking outside the box here, these people are asked to send in the clips of whoever has opened the card that they bought them because these cards basically throw confetti at you when you kind of pop it open. And so the whole of their marketing is just other people's stories. So this company is so smart. They haven't even gone out and created anything. They've kind of got their audience that are buying the products to do it for them, which I think is genius. Um, so then there's this cool little video that they put up. I would honestly buy one of those cards now. Right, so this is what's interesting to me. I started with Alexa, Amazon, which got the biggest amount of hits on YouTube last year, 50 million. I then went to Nike, who are known around the world for being the best storytellers there are out there. But this one got the best laughs and the best reaction. And I can guarantee we probably all love this one the most because it's so relatable. And that's the key. Like. Over time, storytelling has developed for advertising. It's kind of started off really kind of high production. Think of the, the Mad Men show on, um, on Netflix and all that kind of stuff. But then you go through to where we are now in 2019 and the fact that this actually relates to people much more. This is kind of where you should, if you can, kind of position yourselves because with all the competition and all the content that's out there, this is going to get through to people. Depending on what your product and service is, obviously, this works really well because they know who their audience are. But what I wanted you to know is you can be really inspired by the kind of high-end stuff and that's where you should start your ideas, but you definitely don't need millions of pounds to create an ad and to kind of like move people and tell stories. You can do it just by getting people to send them to you, basically. 
So finally, just wanted to end on this, 92% of consumers want brands to make ads feel like a story. Um, that's research on this website called OneSpot. It's obviously not law, but I liked the stat to end off the talk because it kind of validated it, <laughs> a bit validated it a little bit. Um, but actually, I think we could all honestly say, like, if we were buying something, we would want some sort of kind of cool emotional story to it or something that's a little bit relatable because we're just in a world now where there's so much content, so many people are throwing things at us that we kind of need to sift through it a little bit. So the more relatable, the better. And then I think on the next slide, I kind of put some references in for you. So if you want to take a picture, um, it's cool. Or like, just get me on LinkedIn because I've got loads and loads and loads of references and examples and stuff that I couldn't squidge into 15 minutes. Um, HubSpot, you probably all really know very, very well. It's an awesome website. Um, there's loads on there. Tintup, OneSpot, it's really good for storytelling. And then this is just a few brands that I think are absolutely smashing it in terms of storytelling. If you just need a little bit of inspiration, um, go and have a look at these. But then if you just Google it, you'll get a whole bunch of um, inspo come up. So, but get in touch with me as well because I can give you loads of other companies. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> Thank you.